Hello, and welcome to the Treasures of Truth podcast with Dr. Jeremy Simpson of the Thanks to Calvary Baptist Church in Elkin, North Carolina. We hope that you enjoy the podcast today as we search together in the precious Word of God. Welcome to Treasures of Truth podcast. Brother Jeremy here. I want to go to the book of Exodus today, Exodus chapter number 17. Uh, There's a battle going on here between the children of Israel and uh, the Amalekites or the Amalekites. And the Bible said, so Joshua did, verse 10, as Moses had said to him and fought with Amalek. And Moses, Aaron, and Hur went up to the top of the hill. And it came to pass when Moses held up his hand that Israel prevailed. And when he let it down, when he let down his hand, Amalek prevailed. But Moses' hands were heavy. And they took a stone and put it under him, and he sat thereon, and Aaron and Hur stayed up his hands, the one on the one side and the other on the other side, and his hands were steady until the going down of the sun. And Joshua discomfited Amalek and his people with the edge of the sword. And the Lord said unto Moses, Write this for a memorial in a book, and rehearse it in the ears of Joshua, for I will utterly put out the remembrance of Amalek under from under heaven. And verse 15 is where I'm interested in. Moses built an altar and called the name of it Jehovah Nissi. Now, what you've got here is you've got a battle raging between uh, the children of Israel and the children of Amalek. And the Bible teaches us that Moses made an altar to commemorate the victory that they had. And he gave this altar the name Jehovah Nissi. Jehovah Nissi, and that gave glory to God for what had just happened in the battle. And uh, there, listen, we're going to face some battles. Uh, we're going to face some battles. We're going to face uh, physical battles, but more importantly, we're going to face some spiritual battles. There's a spiritual warfare that we are in, and here we find them uh, facing this battle while wandering in the wilderness. And when Israel faced this battle of the uh, Amalekites uh, hear this battle at Rephidim. Uh, it wasn't this. Um, it wasn't that they had this overwhelming force. You know that the Israelites were just so uh, amazing in their uh, warfare uh, that they could just. <laughs> this is a bunch of slaves, is what this is. The Israelites had just come through over four hundred years of bondage, where they were just slaves and 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 making bricks out of and 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 you know just being uh, in bondage they had no commanders they had no experienced army i mean they're just a bunch of transients you know a bunch of herdmen that that have escaped slavery in egypt and and they're just traveling with uncertainty to the promised land i mean they they've not they've not had freedom in over 400 years they they've not had time to accumulate uh, weapons, and they've not had time to 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 train their their youth to how to battle. I mean, they're just trespassers, uh, basically, in this in this land uh, of these these folks that are coming against them. And they traveled with with women, they traveled with children, they traveled with their herds of cattle and animals. They've got all their possessions. I mean, they're not in any shape to go into war. They're not in any shape to go into battle. And they're in a battle for their survival. They're in a battle for their future. They're in a battle for, for, for hope. 
But here's the thing. Even though they did not travel with this experienced army or, or the best commanders or, or this uh, amazing force uh, that they could fight with, they traveled with something else, something that no other nation in the world had, something no other nation in the world had. That was a pillar of fire and a cloud of smoke, and it was the very presence of God. Israel did not fight its battles alone. And no matter how inexperienced we may be, no matter how overmatched that we may be, uh, we need to understand that we're never the underdogs because God is a majority. I heard people say for years, me and God are a majority. No, God is a majority. He don't need me. And as long as God is on our side, we are good. Bible tells us we're tells us we're more than conquerors. Bible says if God be for us, who can be against us? And no matter how desperate Israel felt at this moment, they were never at a loss because the great general, the perfect protector, the Lord Jehovah was with them. And the very name in scripture, Jehovah Nissi, Moses had experienced physical and spiritual victory. And here's what he said, Jehovah Nissi. You know what it means? The Lord is my banner. The Lord is my banner. And when Moses experienced that physical victory and spiritual victory, he's saying the only reason we did is because the Lord is waving over the battlefield like a flag, waving over the battlefield. Man, I'm telling you, if you start thinking about that, it sure bless your heart that, that God is, is, is our banner. And these armies are lined up to do battle, and, and you see them, and the, the men of Israel, under the, uh, they're under the command of Joshua. Uh, uh, they could have looked up, you know, to a nearby uh, hillside and seen Moses and Aaron and her. And, uh, man, I mean, there's no doubt it's an amazing scene right here. And right in the middle of that, Moses has got uh, his uh, hands up in the air, and as he holds his hands up, Israel wins the battle. And his hands fall, they lose the battle. But the Bible tells us as the day went on, sun no doubt got hot. Moses is tired. He's not the young man that he used to be. The battle has wore on. His arms dropped. And there Aaron and Hur picked him back up. And God showed that nation that day that he is able to conquer on their behalf. On their behalf, throughout that afternoon, throughout that evening, Aaron and Hur supported Moses' arms, and they lifted him up as he lifted up the people before God. He's, he's being an intercessor. And the people of Israel prevailed in battle that day because Moses was showing them it's, it's about him, not about me, not about Joshua, not about Aaron, not about her. It's about the Lord. The Lord is my banner. The Lord is our banner. And when a crisis comes, whether it comes to a family, whether it comes to a church, whether it comes to a nation, like we're reading in this text, when a crisis comes, we need to seek God for our help. We've got to do that. Too often we, we go to God only after the crisis. You know, when we're no longer needing uh, you know, when we rejoice that it's over, but but I'm telling you, my friend, we need to go to God right in the middle of the trial, right in the middle of the battle. 
And that's exactly what Moses did. He was going to God during the battle by holding his hands up in intercession, but he went to God after the battle and built an altar. And we need to pray during the battle. We need to pray after the battle. Moses built this altar in the gratitude that he had for God. And we need to pray just as earnestly after the battle as we do in the battle. We need to be just as earnest in expressing our thanks to God after the trial as we are as expressing our trials, our troubles during the trial. A lot of times we'll, we'll pray in the middle of something and not pray after. Moses held his hands up during the battle. Moses built an altar after the battle. And Moses gave honor to God by naming this altar Jehovah Nissi. The, the name means Jehovah is our banner, uh, or the way we'd say it, God is our flag. And I love, listen, we've uh, right outside my office this very moment, we've got the American flag and the Christian flag flying on a pole right out, out near our church. I love the flags. I love the American flag. And, and Moses didn't name that altar Joshua our banner or Aaron and her our banner or, or Moses our banner. Joshua was the name of the general, but he didn't name it for Joshua. And he didn't name it for himself. And he didn't name it for Aaron or her. He said Jehovah is our flag. Jehovah is our banner. And we need to give God due honor. For our victories, it's not wrong to give recognition to men and women that have helped us through, you know, things. But God gets the first honor. And so how is God honored as a banner? I want you to give, give you three things. Not, not going to take a lot of time, but give you three things. We have three things. The first thing a flag does, Jehovah is our banner. Jehovah is our flag. The first thing a flag does is it brings inspiration. Flags inspire nobility. Military men will tell you this is true. And there's something about that flag waving that, that brings noble action. The, those banners have been in warfare for years, and, and as that flag is still flying on the battlefield, those men know what they are fighting for. And when we say God is our banner, Jehovah is our flag, what we're saying is he is our inspiration. We're inspired by God. The second thing a flag says is not only inspiration, but it says identification. The flag identifies a nation or a state or a group or an army. And what Moses is saying is I identify with Jehovah God. I don't identify with the gods of the Amalekites. I don't identify with the gods of this uh, Canaanites, these, this world, this wilderness. I don't identify with that. I identify with Jehovah. I don't identify with where I came from in Egypt. I don't identify with Pharaoh's gods. I identify with Jehovah. So the first thing is inspiration. The second thing is identification. And then the third thing that honors God when you say God is our flag, God is our banner, is ideology. Flags represent principles and ideals and beliefs. And when Moses said Jehovah is our banner, it means I'm honoring what he represents. 
God represents truth. God represents righteousness. And the gods of the Amalekites represent evil and how we need to honor God because he is truth and because he is righteousness. Jehovah Nissi. God is our flag. God is our banner. I want to ask you, are you inspired today by God? Do you identify today with Jehovah? And also, do you have the same ideals as God, the same principles, the same character truths that we find in the Word of God? I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation to everyone that believeth, to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And I am, I am excited and thankful that I can say Jehovah is my banner. Jehovah is my flag. I identify with that. It inspires me. I have the same ideology. I believe what God believes. <laughs> it's wonderful. Jehovah is our banner. Now today, go out and let the world know that. Go out today and not be ashamed. Moses built an altar and said, Jehovah is why we won this battle. Go out today and let the world know I am what I am by the grace of God. I am nothing apart from the Lord Jesus Christ. And go out today and be salt and be light in this earth. Go out today and make a difference. This world is dirty and dark. It needs some purification and illumination. If you're listening to this in the evening, go out tomorrow and be salt and light. But let's not be ashamed. Let's let our neighbors know. Let's let our family members know. Let's let our church folk know. Let's let our community know. The Lord is our banner. I'm inspired by him. I identify with him. I have the same ideology as him. I'm not ashamed to be a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ. God is our flag. God is our banner. Don't miss the next Treasures of Truth podcast. God bless you.